Is there a baby in your life who's about to start solid foods? This can be such a confusing and stressful time. As a mom of seven, I really struggled with spoon feeding my oldest baby. But once I realized that babies can safely feed themselves real wholesome foods using the principles of baby-led weaning, feeding the rest of my babies became an actually enjoyable experience instead of something that I used to dread. Hi, I'm Katie Ferraro, college nutrition professor and dietitian specializing in baby-led weaning, and I host the Baby-Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. Each week, we cover evidence-based, safe infant feeding practices for parents and caregivers of babies who are 6 to 12 months of age. So... If you're confused by all the conflicting info you hear about starting solid foods or you want easy, actionable tips on how to safely prep food for your baby or introduce allergenic foods or figure out when to drop a milk feed, we cover all that and more, plus interviews with the world's leading feeding experts in two new episodes each week. Search Baby Led Weaning wherever you listen to podcasts and happy feeding. everybody. It is Nurse Mo and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. And first, before I get into the topic today, guys, I want to apologize because it has been quiet, like crickets quiet over at the website and here on the podcast. But I promise I have a really good reason. And that reason is that boot camp is about to launch. Finally, do you ever do that thing where you take on a project and you think, I got this. And then you start getting into the project and you realize this thing is a beast. Well, that's kind of what happened with boot camp. So I've been getting days off work whenever I can. We've had low census lately, so I've been able to finagle a day off here and there. I have been busting my buns to get this boot camp thing done for you guys, and it has taken over my entire life. I'm not even kidding, but I am so excited about it. It is so fantastic. So the dosage calculations one is going live, probably live by the time this podcast comes out. So I will link to that in the show notes, and then the rest of it, hopefully cross fingers in the next couple, two, three weeks. So keep your eye out for that. I know it's been quiet. I am so sorry. But as you know, it's me and my cat and I have a couple of assistants. But for the most part, all the content creation is my job. And whew, it was a big project. Anyway, so we are here and today we are talking about something that comes up a lot when I'm in my Facebook group, or talking with students, and that is how to make that successful transition from pre-nursing student to nursing student. So I wanted to talk about five adjustments that you might need to make to your attitude or to your outlook in order to successfully transition from that pre-nursing school mode into nursing school mode. And this especially, especially will come into play for those of you who had to apply to merit-based programs in a highly competitive market. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. So here are five adjustments to make before you guys start nursing school next semester. The first thing I want to talk about is learning to be flexible. So you're going to go to nursing school and the reason you got as far as you did is because you're organized and you're smart and you have a systematic way of doing things and you're really on top of your game and 
guess what? Your nursing school instructors are so busy. Oftentimes, I would even say overwhelmed with the mountain of things they have to teach and all the classes they juggle. And we really do need more nursing educators. So anybody here interested in education, I encourage you to look into moving on with your education as you go through your programs to get your master's, maybe even your doctorate and become a nursing school educator because they are so desperately needed. But you'll see your nursing school educators, your clinical instructors, the professors, the adjunct professors, they are working hard. And sometimes they're flying a little bit maybe by the seat of their pants and a lot of things are outside of their control. So you have got to learn to be flexible. So I learned early on not to write in my planner in pen because it was an exercise in frustration. I hate erasing pen from my planner because, well, A, you can't erase it, but then you have to put white out over it and it doesn't look cute anymore. And if you know me or have met me, you know how much I like my planner to look cute. So I would only use pencil in my planner and knew that I would be erasing things and moving things around because oftentimes, guys, the night before a class, you get a change to the schedule or the location changes or the time changes or it could be anything. There were so many last minute things in nursing school. I had to really let go of some of my control issues. And I am the first one to admit that I have control issues, right? That's the first step. I know I have control issues. That's why I work in critical care and not the emergency room. Anyway, learning to be flexible can really help. Just save your peace of mind. You're going to learn to go with the flow in nursing school. And guess what? It is fantastic practice for when you're working as a nurse because I don't, I can say I would make a plan and I still make a plan every day, but it's more of a loose plan these days. But when I was brand new, and especially when I was a student, you guys should have seen the plans that I made. They're laughable. I mean, I look back at myself and kind of laugh at myself, but I would go to clinical, I'm not even kidding, with a plan scheduled out to five or 10 minute increments for the entire block of time that we were there. Why I spent time the night before doing that, I don't know. I don't know. I was a little bit of a freak in nursing school, apparently. But I immediately would get there and I'd be off plan and I would try really hard to get back on my plan. And guess what? People, patients especially, are not plan followers. Things are going to come up and you have to react in the moment. And that's really what nursing is. So learn to be flexible. It is fantastic practice. I promise. The second thing that I want to tell you would make a great adjustment for your happiness in nursing school is to embrace early to bed, early to rise. Now, maybe you got through your prereqs by staying up really late the night before an exam and then rolling into microbiology to take your final. Maybe that worked for your prereqs, but it is not going to work for nursing school partially because the schedule is absolutely relentless. It's not like you're going to get another day to sleep in to make up for the lack of sleep you had last night. It's not happening. You are going to be working your tail off from the moment you get up in the morning 
pretty much for most of the day until you call it quits in the evening. And I'm hoping that you guys can get to bed by 10 o'clock every night like I did because that was a lifesaver for me. Early to bed, get up early and get at it. Especially with clinicals, you guys, I, I had never by habit gotten up at four in the morning before, but we had to be at clinical so early. I was getting up at four in the morning for clinical days, and I couldn't do that if I was staying up till 11 or 12 or one o'clock at night. So learn how to be an early bird and learn how to go to bed at a decent time. And a lot of that has to do with time management, how you prioritize things, how you schedule out the projects that you need to do, all of that sort of stuff that I talk about in my book and all over my website. The number three thing that I think could help you make a successful transition from pre-nursing to nursing is to check that competitive attitude and leave it at home or just kick it to the curb entirely. So this is when I was talking to those of you who had to apply to merit-based programs in highly competitive markets. I am talking to you right now, especially. So when I was in nursing or pre-nursing rather, in a very impacted market, the nursing schools were highly impacted, the job market incredibly impacted. So I had a very competitive mindset from the start. Like when I was a pre-nursing student, and maybe I'm not the most proud of this now. I mean, I would help other people, but I really didn't make time for it. It was not my priority. It really wasn't something that I was doing because honestly, everybody was competition. There were only so many spots. I had to get straight A's. I had to get as many points as I possibly could so that I could get in. I was not 20 some years old. I was kind of an older student and I didn't feel like I had even one semester to waste. So extremely competitive mindset where I just was looking out for my grades myself. I mean, I studied with people and helped my friends in A&P and whatnot. We all helped each other. But for the most part, pretty competitive environment as a general consensus in the market where I live. Once I got accepted into nursing school, you guys, that relief that I felt when I got that acceptance letter was huge. And part of it was oh my gosh, now I can relax. I don't have to worry about what the other people are doing so much. I can just focus on what I'm doing. And that was such a relief. So one of the things I need to express, and I could not say this enough times, so pretend I'm saying it 500 times, is that nursing is a team sport. You will definitely understand this. You'll start to see it in your clinical rotations. You will definitely understand it when you're working as a nurse. It is a team sport. You have to help each other. You have to. So I want you to get into the habit of that in nursing school. Set the competitiveness aside. Don't be that person that brags about their grades because nobody cares. Be humble. Be kind. Be helpful. Okay, that makes you a leader and not, you know, a great big jerk. So the number four thing about making that transition kind of dovetails with that last thing. And that is to, again, be humble. Don't be that know-it-all person. So even if you're super bright, really book smart, you're still at the bottom of the totem pole, guys, when you're in the hospital, especially. 
Whatever learning experiences are presented to you as a student, I want you to embrace them no matter what they are, no matter if you've done them 10 times. So I was precepting one day. I somehow got two students. It was kind of magical. I love working with students. So I was in the ICU and I had a couple of students. One was assigned to my one patient and then another student was assigned to my other patient. So I had two people to precept that day. And I had a great time, but there was a big difference between the two students that I was working with. One student was jumping at every opportunity to do anything, no matter what it was. And the other student, mm, not so much. So there was, maybe it was a little bit later in the day, I don't even remember, but somebody who knew that I had two students and was looking for learning opportunities for them came by to where we were all talking at the nurse's station and asked if anybody, either one of them, would like to set up her kangaroo pump for her as hands-on practice. And I get it. Setting up a kangaroo pump is not that big of a deal. If you've done it once, you know how to do it. That doesn't matter. The point is, You could learn something from every interaction, every opportunity, even every patient's room that you walk into, the things that you see and hear, you can learn something from that. So my star student for the day jumped up, oh yeah, I'll do it, happy to help. The other student sat down and said, I'm not missing anything. And I thought, oh girl, you're missing a lot. So I just want to express, even if you're super smart, super bright, You still really don't know anything. And when you act like a know-it-all, that really comes across, I will say, in a negative way. And I really didn't have a really strong opinion of that person afterwards. So even small mundane tasks can provide you with a learning opportunity. So let's move on to number five adjustment that you need to make to your attitude if you want to be a successful and amazing nursing student, and that is learn to accept criticism with grace. So I was a star student in my prerequisites. I was used to getting really excellent feedback from my instructors on my exams, on my projects, all of it. Well, I get to nursing school and guess what? I don't know a darn thing. And I accepted that and I was humble about it and whatever, but I'm in clinical And I'm trying so hard to do a good job. And my professor, who was this really scary ex-military nurse, and you may have seen me, I write about her in my book, and I talk about her sometimes on my blog, and I love her to pieces, but she scared the pants off all of us when we were first semester. And she, no bones about it, she would just straight up tell you what you did wrong. And I always said, thank you. No matter how stupid I felt, or if I thought, well, maybe she's not entirely right. Well, she usually was. But even if I thought I had a rationale for why I did something my way, I knew in my heart that this woman knew a hundred times more than I did, a hundred thousand times more than I did. And I thanked her for her criticism and what she taught me. And I put my head down and I did the work and I moved on. I learned to accept her very abrupt, that's a nice way to put it, her very abrupt feedback with grace. I always said, thank you. Those were the only words that came out of my mouth when she criticized me. 
None of this, well, yeah, but, uh uh-uh, stop. If you hear yourself saying, well, yeah, but, you're saying the wrong thing. You say, I understand, thank you, something like that. Move on, learn, be gracious. And that is a short, sweet podcast about five things you can do to be an amazing nursing student making that transition from pre-nursing into nursing school. So as we get the boot camp kind of buckled up here in the next few weeks, I hope to get back on our regular posting schedule. Something I'm throwing around an idea of doing is you guys know that typically I talk about pretty heavy educational topics on the podcast, and honestly, those take a really long time to put together, but I love doing them because honestly, I learn something every single time I do it, but I can only spend the time on that every so often. So what I was thinking about doing was interspersing short little podcasts here and there, little clinical pearls, just quick little lessons, things I learned in clinical, maybe not necessarily pathophysiology or physiology or nursing care related, but just those little things that I find interesting that I can share with you. So I was thinking about doing that. Keep an eye out for it or let me know what you think about that idea. And so that should be coming up if I start doing it in the next couple of weeks. We also have the planners that you guys, guess what? They sold out. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. There was a huge demand. They sold out ahead of schedule. The PDF files are still available. If you still really want one, you can get the PDF and I send you instructions on how to have it printed and bound and shipped to you by these guys I use up in Vancouver that are awesome. And they ship to the U.S., no problem. And we're working on the 2019 planners for the nursing students. And if I haven't already mentioned this, and I'd be shocked if I hadn't because it is super exciting, we're adding a new planner. It's a smaller size, but the same general functionality. And the idea is that it will be a planner for you when you graduate. You don't need an academic planner anymore, but you still have a busy, full, beautiful, wonderful life to plan. And that will be releasing for January 2019 as well. So I'm in deep production mode on that project as well, trying to get that wrapped up into the printer. Very exciting. If you're interested in updates on that, you can go to bigbeautifulplanner.com. Yes, we are rebranding this whole shebang as its own brand because it is that big of a deal. Bigbeautifulplanner.com. Sign up to be on the email list and I will email you when we launch with a discount code. Yay. And that way, if we do sell out, you will be sure to get one before then. So that is very exciting. We will not be selling them on Etsy anymore. We are getting too grown up for Etsy over here. So we will be selling it on our own website and I'm very excited and there's a whole branding thing and I have a designer and it's super exciting. So you can look for that as well. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, and then I'll let you go, is that if you're transitioning or maybe you're not transitioning, you're in nursing school, you feel maybe overwhelmed, you feel maybe isolated, or maybe you don't have friends or close relatives that are nurses or going through nursing school, and you have no one to connect with, I have a Facebook group. So there is a Facebook page, Straight A Nursing Student, which is where I put up the blog posts and, hey guys, the podcast is out and all that kind of stuff. But there's a much more intimate, personal style Facebook group 
called Happy. I can't even talk. I'm so excited about it. Happy, healthy nursing students. And the whole focus of this group is to just support each other, study smart, manage our time well, so that we can do those things that keep us happy and healthy while we're in nursing school. So the reason I started the group and the reason I named it that is because the whole reason I started the website was to help nursing students get through school by staying happy, staying healthy, reducing stress, etc. So I thought, well, let's name the Facebook group Happy Healthy Nursing Students. So I did. And there's all kinds of fun stuff happening over there. Really supportive group. I invite you to come join that group and check it out. So again, my apologies for the radio silence, but we've been super busy. I promise I'm not slacking. I'm doing the work. And check back soon on the website. We'll have a blog post up as well. Things will ramp back up into regular high gear, I promise. So thank you for being patient with me. And I hope you're as excited about all the fun things to come on Straight Nursing as I am. Okay, take care, guys, and we'll chat soon. This podcast is brought to you by StraightAnursingStudent.com. Copyright Mo Media.